a Dad's Net original podcast. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Paul. We're the Atwell Brices and this is Disability, The podcast for parents with children who have disabilities. We're the proud dads of two sets of identical twins, Lance and Lawson, our youngest. And Levi and Lucas, our older twins, who are diagnosed with autism and epilepsy, amongst other disabilities. In Disability, we'll be helping you with tips and recommendations. And we'll be speaking to special guests. And most of all, you'll hear that you are not alone in your journey. Hi everybody, welcome back to Disability. Um, this week it's been my birthday, so uh, that was a great celebration. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just <laughs> And it's hair fever season again, so we're starting to we get it really bad, don't we? And I need some water, Zirazine. <laughs> oh, yes, it's me, Paul, and I'm sneezing my head off here trying to sort this podcast out. I started with it yesterday sneezing, and it's like we're here, hair fever season. I love the smell of fresh cut grass. But then I just know what's coming straight after that. Pollen and all those kind of things. However, we are here for another episode of the Disability Podcast. And uh, it's great to have you back. Um, speaking of hay fever and it getting warmer and the season's changing, you know, we're hyping up for our holiday. So obviously it's been locked down for the last few years and we've not really been able to go anywhere. We've and- been stuck in the house, forward slash... I sometimes refer to it as the prison. Yeah, it I'm was sure like lots a prison. of other families would resonate with that as well. I think especially for people with children with disabilities, it's been really tough because they couldn't log on online learning and stuff like that. Well, our boys couldn't. So we really, really struggled with that. So we're gearing up. We're looking forward to getting all four boys back to Disney. Um, which is a task in itself. It's a military <laughs> operation and I hope that's a lot of you listeners understand that when you have children with special needs and disabilities. The forward planning, the dedication and all the structure to that has to be so on the ball, doesn't it? I think for us, do we normally take about 10 suitcases? Um, we'd like, we like to talk about holidays and stuff and how it happens because some people are frightened with children with disabilities to go on holiday, to get on the aeroplane and to make that, to make that, to make that possible, basically, I mean, we like jumped straight in when the boys were younger. They were three years old and we took them on a long haul flight to Aruba, to the Caribbean, and we just did it. We were nervous, anxious, but I think at that point we thought if we don't get on top of it from a young age, we're never, ever going to do it. And I think it was one of the best decisions of our life. Yeah, so now. our GP at the time, I remember we went and saying we're taking the boys on holiday said to us, you know, he'd recommend basically drugging the boys up. He said it wasn't fair on the other passengers um, if the boys were going to be noisy and making noises and being loud. And he offered them, I think it were diazepam, and he, he prescribed that for them and there were no way we were giving them medication just to, like, make them quiet for other people. Um, that's not what we're all about. And just because they have autism, they still have to learn how to deal with situations in their way of being able to accept it. And we are all for that. I think we've found over the years, things have got so much better with awareness, like Manchester Airport. They have special wristbands that you can wear if you've got autism. You can go through the fast lane. You can book uh, special assistance that can help you through security and stuff. Things have improved quite a lot. I remember from when we first took the boys and they were really screaming, distressed in the airport. Um, It can be difficult, 
But as long as you let the the travel company know you go you're going on holiday, your children have got disabilities, there is extra help out there for it. And for us, Levi and Lucas stay in their special needs buggies right up until the point of getting on board the aircraft. And we plan all those kind of things and we make sure the appropriate healthcare covers there, which can be expensive in itself, depending on yeah. the types of disabilities that our children there was, and young people uh, have. One really, if people ask us about the actual aeroplane, there was one that we've had a few funny stories how we change the boys and stuff on the aeroplane, what they're like on the aeroplane. And this one were a Virgin flight, and I don't know if anybody's been on a Virgin plane, but they have like an upper deck, upper class. So we arrived in Orlando. I know what Michael's going on about here. We arrived in Orlando, we were the last passengers off the aircraft, and um, <laughs> there was a beautiful yeah. female cabin crew just stood at at the adjacent bottom of the stairs within the aircraft. And Lucas ran over to her and just threw his arms around her and gave her a big squeeze and smiled. And this cabin crew just froze. <laughs> so she's froze, smiling, looking very glamorous. We were just hovering, wanting to get upstairs and have a look where it's like. And Lucas just wouldn't let go of her. And she's smiling, so I thought, mm, something's not quite right here. <laughs> so I said to her, I said, are you okay? I said, Lucas is just wanting to give you a cuddle. Um, she said, no, it's absolutely fine. She didn't say anything even then. She was kind of blushing up, wasn't she? she and I says, are yeah. you sure? I said, no, it's, it's, just one, it's quite tactile at times. She went, it's absolutely fine, Daz. It's just that <laughs> when he's flung his arms around me, one of his arms has gone up my skirt. <laughs> and I was mortified. I was absolutely mortified. I and I wish like, she'd have just told yeah. us. How glamorous the virgin cabin and crew with this short red skirt on so glamorous the red lipstick. And she, and she was just still stood yeah. there smiling, bless her. Luke and I was, was mortified. Just, yeah, he just won't let go, would he? And his hand, yeah, got up her skirt. And he was squeezing her so hard. <laughs> and I was just so, so mortified. But these are the situations that children can put parents in, regardless of whether, uh, whether they have disabilities or not. They have. There's, we've had some really... I mean, the cabin crew, we have to say, have always been fantastic because some people think, how do you change, like, teenagers when they're still in nappies on the aircraft and they make so many adjustments, like one air aircraft will open two toilets and we make one longer one so you can lay them down, they get your blankets. We have changed them in the galley before and the blank the blanket it all up and shut the curtains and there's members of stuff there. So it is possible, you know, don't think you can't go abroad, you can't go on the airplane, you can't go to the airport just because your children's got autism, disabilities or anything like that. You can do it. There is extra help out there and we really want to encourage you to, to just don't be scared of it. Just and most try. important, don't let other people's opinions affect what you want to do. You know, these are yeah. these are our children. We are proud of them. We love them. So why not take them to these places? Because, I mean, the, the most difficult part is the airport, and they can be quite loud and noisy, but... But that has an advantage. But, yeah. <laughs> because when we're in a busy airport, sometimes it can be too much for the boys, and they're in the buggy, and they're, be they're becoming really vocal. So the more vocal they are... It actually helps. Well, we, we had it, didn't we? Yeah, last we were coming back from America, and it was obviously the foreign staff the, at the other side, and they were like, "No, everybody's in the same queue. The queue were absolutely massive." And we're like, "The boys are not going to tolerate this. We need to be fast tracked." 
We're not wanting to push in, but it just distresses children with autism and they were getting really, really loud and we're like, is she really going to make us queue up? And the louder they were getting, people were looking and she soon got us to the front of the queue in the end. So these are all situations we've dealt with whilst travelling away with the boys and we want to know your thoughts and, you know... Definitely. Anything we can help with, advise... We get a lot of messages, don't we, on his Instagram about that, um, about... How do you go abroad? What what assistance? What help do you get? How do the boys manage? Most airline companies do have special assistance. Um, you have to get in touch with them. You have to explain the needs of the children. And, you know, they will do everything they can to help you and so, make yeah. that travel yeah. journey as seamless as possible. So, yeah, it's holiday season. We're getting the boys back to Disney World in July. And we can't wait because they... They become alive. Yeah, they do. They really, really change, don't they? I mean, it's difficult for us because we, we all get... need that vitamin D, don't we? <laughs> we have to get all the medications ready. You know, they have to be in hundred milliliter bottles for the aircraft, rescue meds, and we have to take all the nappies with us, which is the bulk of the luggage, isn't it, Paul? But it also has its advantages because on the way home, <laughs> you have empty suitcases. Yeah, all the nappies have gone and you can, Paul likes to fill it with clothes. He yes. likes to go to the shopping malls, he likes to get the bargains. So they'll, they'll be saying, well, you'll not, you'll not be bringing the same amount of weight back because all your medical supplies will have, have gone down. And, and like, I always say to the airline, yes, we will. 100% <laughs> we will. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, we will have the same amount of weight coming home as we do going. He rams it with the shopping mall goodies and the bargains, definitely. So we love to get your questions in and your comments and stuff on disability and we've received quite a lot of messages and we do get a lot because people see that we take the boys abroad about holidays abroad and a lot of the questions are, uh, we've had some recently, how do the boys manage on the aircraft and how do we keep them calm and entertained on the aeroplane? So the answer to that is we have about 50 iPads, <laughs> 60 DVD players. 10 chargers. 10 chargers. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Honestly, we take their iPad, we take a portable DVD player because sometimes their cartoons might not be on their TV screen for them. So we like download a lot of the Bob the Builders in the night gardens and stuff are downloaded onto the iPads with like 10 and 12 episodes per thing. Um, but don't forget, I think a lot of people forget, when you're on a flight with a child like Levan Lucas, you don't have any other distractions. So when you're at home, there's always so much you've got to be doing as well as managing the children. Yeah. But when you're sat on a plane with just you and that child, your focus is just that child. You There's word this really well, Norma, don't you? You said the dishwasher's bleeping, the washing machine's bleeping, there's so much other stuff to do. And we are, we have none of that to do. We are just sat there. The one-to-one -one focus. And it, it's really good because you get a lot of time with that child that you wouldn't normally get with, if that makes any sense. We take lots of our own snacks as well, don't we? So the boys like quavers, barbon biscuits, uh, certain chocolates. Cadbury's buttons. They love Cadbury's buttons. And milky stars, don't they? And yeah, milky stars. So we have a case rammed with all stuff like that. We even have to take that on holiday. Is a lot of people with children with autism all know they only like certain snacks. And, and barbon biscuits. They love barbon biscuits. We even have to take cordial because everything in America, as people all know that have been, is all fizzy. So we have to take our own Vimto cordial. Um, all that has to come with us because you can't buy it over there but yeah take snacks take what they like at home their iPads 
Um, you would think we'd been scouts, but we've yeah. never been scouts. Just break break it down, you know. Even a long haul flight, they can watch their iPad for a bit. Then you can give them a snack. Then we tend to change the nappies. Then give them a drink, and you know, break it all down. And it, it's not as bad as you think. Just try and structure it. I think is yeah, and just is what we would remain stress free. Paul sometimes has a Bailey's. Oh yes, a Bailey's. <laughs> that, that helps me have a wind uh, down. Ten winks. <laughs> I said winks. For those who are listening. <laughs> so, yeah, that always helps with the flight, a few baileys. And no, uh, no, the, the boys don't really eat the, um, the meals on the aeroplane, so we end up with two dinners, don't we? <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you know the score when you're flying. <laughs> yes, we'll have chicken, chicken, or and, beef. chicken and beef, please. Chicken or beef, you know. There's no a la carte on aircraft these days, is there? But, yes, that's all we would suggest with flying. Just be prepared and... You know, if we can help and assist with anything, do reach out and get in touch. Well, and we can just yeah. speak about how we deal with it. And, and let us know how you guys deal with it as well, what helps you on the aeroplane. Because, you know, we learn stuff from other parents. We never learn nothing from professionals. We've always learned from other parents. So send us messages in, get in touch with us, and let us know what helps you get on holiday and keep the kids calm. Um, so whilst we're on the theme about holidays, we're going to talk about a recommendation, another charity partner, which is... Family Fund. So Family Fund are another amazing charity which not everyone might have heard of, but as well as providing sensory equipment and special needs clothing or other things to do with children with disabilities, you can also have a grant for up to £500 per family towards a holiday. Now we know a lot of families with children with disabilities have to give up work and they really struggle with finances. So we think this is a really good one. Um, you can either go to put vouchers for a Haven holiday park, Butlins, Centre Parks, or even if you're saving up towards a holiday abroad, you can have vouchers for a holiday abroad and put that towards it. So yeah, check out the family fund, definitely. And I think it's all online now. You apply online and you can choose what you want and they'll get back to you. So there is some great charities out there, some great help and make sure that you do access that. So we have used uh, Family Fund before and they're a great charity. We once used, um, <laughs> we got some vouchers towards the UK uh, mid midweek break to centre parks. Yeah. And it was great fun. But it also wasn't because... No, it wasn't because my back had gone. So sometimes I get like problems with sciatica and uh, trapped nerve and I couldn't, <laughs> like, I literally couldn't stand up straight and pull a light. So I'm putting him on a bike and I'm saying, keep up, Michael, come on, faster, yeah. faster. And the poor bloke can't even walk. With a, Yeah, with the boys in the back in the trailers and like, oh, we're in agony and Paul made carry on. But yeah, there's some great breaks. So get in touch with Family Fund. So stay tuned because we've got an interview coming up with the amazing John Gallier, who is a an award-winning musician, and he talks about all his personal issues that he's faced during the past few years. It's an amazing listen, so stay tuned. My name's John Gallier. I'm a singer-songwriter originally from Norfolk. So we have met you at numerous events and we know you have a really big, huge social media following. 
and we are part of that following as well. And we were talking about your music earlier and how important music is. And I was kind of thinking earlier on that music is therapy to so many people, isn't it? Because a song can make you feel really happy. It can take you back to a moment in your life where you remember certain points in your life. It can make you feel sad. It's just music is so important to so many people, isn't it, John? Absolutely. It's... Um... It's, it's like a scrapbook of memories, um, to be fair. And um, you have different emotional responses to different songs. I mean, I know I do. Some songs make me tear up and other ones make me jump for joy. But um, the music has the power to do that, which is an amazing, amazing thing. And that's why I love writing and playing, because, you know, I can get all my angst or my happiness out and write a song, which is kind of cool. So during lockdown, John, obviously you kept really busy, didn't you? Because you could still continue writing songs and and doing other things. Um, other people, obviously, when they've been out of work, found it really difficult. And we know uh, men's mental health has like really been affected. Um, we know like you personally have told us briefly about, you've had a suicide, a member of, of a really good friend of yours has committed suicide. And how, how did that affect you as well? And your mindset and, you know, going forward with dealing with something like that? You know, lockdown has been, you're right, has been very difficult for a lot of people. And um, when I learned about uh, my friend um, taking his own life, um, it, it was a shock. It wasn't just a shock to me, it was a shock to everyone. Um, his family as well, a complete shock, because there was no warning signs. There's actually nothing. Um, and in theory, you know, his life ticked all the right boxes, you know, house, nice marriage, kids, you know, it had it all. But... Um, obviously things weren't right and um it's just a shame that you know he couldn't reach out and um yeah it's um it's tough it's tough and uh, you know you go go you replay and you go could have, you could have done more could have you could have said something could have, could i have tried to but often in these certain um situations you can't um yeah but um yeah it, it's um it was very sad and it, it really made me ref reflect um on what you know on mental health and how important it really is and like you said during lockdown a lot of people are going through a lot of turbulent times and um i'm like i feel very fortunate that i have a, a release an outlet like music to yeah. get me through um whereas other people don't and um i think it's really important just to and things like this this, this podcast is amazing because it let you know it raises awareness yeah. I think things like that, the, the better, more the better, I think, definitely. So hats off to you guys. But I think the more people talk about it, the better, because you never know, there might be somebody just listening to it who is within themselves really struggling, but they don't want to talk to anybody. And by talking to people, it's never a sign of weakness. To me, to me, I always see it as, as a sign of strength. Uh, I personally see it as a sign of strength. And there's still a huge stigma to mental health in young males, isn't there? Which is really, really sad, you know, and the more people talk about it. find it hard to open up, don't they, to be fair? A lot of them find it hard. Yeah, you know, and it's just very, very, very sad. And the more people talk about it, the more people will start to understand it and grasp it. And people can deal with mental health issues very different to somebody else. So I could possibly deal with a situ situation different to Michael. You could deal with it possibly different to us. We're all very different. We're all humans. 
and we're all able to make mistakes and learn from them. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, life is a is there for the lesson. You learn from your lessons. You know, um, but you're right. The the more that there's more awareness there is, the better it is for people. I mean, some people really do like you said especially young males struggle with it you know peer pressure they feel you know it's a sign of weakness it isn't at all it's you know it's good to get it off your chest to get your feelings out there to be fair even if it's talking to you know and i think we touched on this earlier but the pressure for the younger generations like the 15 16 year olds seeing accounts like yourselves and, and other accounts and doing really well for themselves and the fashion and the really good lifestyles and stuff how that could affect them but i really liked your answer to that um that get a masqueration and stuff you know yeah i mean it's it's very easy to you know swipe through instagram or tiktok and be like oh wow that's amazing live an amazing life and you know you i think you have to sit back and then question okay well how are they in that position you know did they work hard for it i mean i know i certainly did i was saying before you know i'm from a a, a poor kind of background from Great Yarmouth is a deprived area. And, um, you know, I did sit down on the piano, work hard and learn music, did all the scales, the boring stuff to, to be able to you know, play a nice piano and write music and stuff. So um, you have to, I think you have to just be aware that yes, social media does like to present a certain mm. um, way of life, but you know, there is more to it definitely and you you shouldn't you know i like the idea that you can feel aspired you know inspired to be more than you yeah. are and anything that i post is i hope is given a little inspiration as much as i can to someone well, no, who is to learn to play piano or something i think people don't really see the backstories do they like you said how much work and how many years have gone into where like you are now or other people is now and some people see the influencers or people on X Factor or programs like that and just assume that they're famous overnight but many of them also have worked hard for years to get to that point absolutely and i think you're seeing recently to the press the, the traumas they're going through as well during certain reality tv shows it's not a bed of roses in any way no. shape or form especially in the music industry um even if there is overnight success i don't i don't really i don't believe there's overnight success no. uh, really if you look at it but um but no, everyone's on their journey. I just don't think you should judge someone's journey by an Instagram post that, you know, it's lovely to look at. But, you know, you have to think a little bit more cleverly, a little, yeah. little bit more depth. Because you're so talented musically, I want to know who is your favourite artist? Oh, so many, so many. Um, you, you can only give me one name, John. Oh! <laughs> Well, um, I have to go back to uh, the lady who inspired me to, to sing and get into music. Um, I think I was about eight or, or I think eight or ten at TV and I heard this lady sing this amazing um, song and her voice was, went through the stratosphere. And of course, that, that one was Mariah Carey. And um, yeah, she really inspires me. Like, as well as songwriting, her songwriting is really underrated. Um, so yeah, her voice really touched me, inspired me to, you know, do what else I could do for myself. And um, yeah, I was, I was lucky to meet her as well, which is amazing. Which was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. You know who my favourite artist is? Billy Ocean. Oh, wow. He's amazing. Oh, my God. And, oh, talented. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing artist. And yeah. we've met him loads of times and stuff. Oh. And we know his family really well. Uh, oh, he's just so down to earth. He's met our oldest two boys, Levi and Lucas, in America and loads of other places. But 
I like the old school music, me. Yeah, I you like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, anything from the 80s, I love. Ah, the 80s, then. okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love the way. You wrote some best songs in the 80s, I swear. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But I, sorry, go on, go on. Sorry, I was just saying, John, thinking of it, this is to go out to like a lot of parents with disabled children and people with disabilities and stuff. And we just wanted to touch on, we know that obviously you do a lot for charity, you attend a lot of charity events and stuff like that, and Cardwell Children and, and other different charities. Um, but do you think people getting invited to things like premieres and, and different events like that, do you think there's a lack of disabled guests invited to things like that, you know, thinking you never really see somebody in a wheelchair or anything like that attending a lot of these events. You're, you're right, I think there is a, a slight lack of it and that's something that I think they can raise their game at, especially, you know, the PR companies inviting. Um, but I think as a society, we can, you know, we can raise more awareness for that and um, try, to, try to have, you know, try to change that as much as we can um but yeah, yeah i think there is a slight there is a problem there but um, was, uh, the other weekend we were invited to the disney's monsters at work premiere oh, it, it, it were um yeah it was a good one too. Well, it was hard work for us it was the, yeah, oh, the picture house is it central in london yeah so we took levi and lucas and they're in their chairs but there are, there's a lot of old buildings in London and they're not all accessible, but they really like broke the back, took the boys up in the lift. There were two seats in the cinema that were accessible for the chairs and stuff like that. So it, it can be done. We just think in general, you don't seem to see many people with disabilities or hidden disabilities at these type of events. And we're just hoping that'll start to change. But Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. Hopefully it does. And the more events you guys go to, hopefully that, again, will raise awareness for that. And the more you speak about it, the better. And I have seen you've done quite a few Pride events, haven't you? Yes, I've been involved in Pride, so great. <laughs> so, um, you know, because this year, well, and last year, a lot have been cancelled. How have you dealt with that then? How, how's that been? Well, it's not good, but understandable at the same point. It's, it's a very difficult at the moment, you know, getting, especially, especially like earlier in the lockdown, getting together. So it's totally understandable. It's just um, you have to mark Pride in a different way, as much as you can, really, and try to remember why there is a Pride. <laughs> and, you know, and that's really important. It's not just a party in the park. It's not just watching your favourite artist perform. There's a reason why it's happening. There's still, you know... It's still illegal in a lot of countries to be LGBTQ+, plus, which, which I find is... insane. So it's like there's still death sentences for it. So, you know, the more that these prides are tweeted or on TikTok or the rest of it is, um, I think, is important. So marking it in different ways, I think, has been important. But, yeah, I do still love to get up before if I can, if there's a pride. Because, you know, it is important. It is important. If you, when you strip it all back, there's, there's a deep meaning for it. And what is on the agenda next for you then, John? What's well, on the pipeline for you? I'm in the studio a lot at the moment. Um, writing, uh, during lockdown, I got very creative and I think I have like an album and a half's worth of work. So it's just a case of um, working through that. Also in September, I think it's 10 years, I can't believe 10 years ago, since my first uh, single, Do It My Way, came out. 
So there's, I think there's something special happening in September, which is exciting. So um, do we yeah, get, do we get do we get an exclusive from you? <laughs> well, they they well. <laughs> you can just say? you can just say, Paul, you're so pushy. But you know me, John. You know me. I like it's good to well, <laughs> It's good to reimagine. Let's put it that way. Things. <laughs> so who knows what comes out in um, for you know a new, maybe a new version twenty twenty one. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my management will be like, "What are you saying? <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> we also know, John, that um, it's a similar sort of question to the to the going to the events. That um, we love your fashion, obviously. We know you've got like a really good wardrobe of clothes. And I'm stuff. gonna raid your wardrobe. <laughs> oh, please do, please. So <laughs> John has promised to take me out in his lovely new car. He's bought a Sk- John has bought a Skoda for anybody that's watching. <laughs> Skoda ever? Are there no other brands available? <laughs> uh, he's bought a lovely Bentley, and he's promised to uh, let me have full access to his wardrobe. So I will be head to toe in any name because obviously your fashion is fabulous. I see it all the time and I think, wow, yeah. wow, I well, need to go. It's getting to lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> you go online and order. <laughs> if ever you go to a charity shop and decide to get rid of some of your clothes, you need to message me first, John. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let, let me have a good old rummage. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It sounds great. <laughs> because you have some fabulous clothes. Honestly, oh, you really do. I do like a I bit love, of sparkle. Oh, and I was, I'm looking at the uh, the posters behind on your wall. They're pretty fabulous too, John. Oh, yeah, that's my um, EPs. It just reminds me of what I've done. So I'm like, oh, that, that, yeah, that single came from that EP. And that, it just reminds me of it. So. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, yeah because I think we saw you at Chanel's London Fashion Week um, runway yeah. that she did. That was um, amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Very so Chanel, it, Chanel's really good with us, and she does a lot for Cardwell Children as well. And it was just touching on that similar sort of question that, we know Chanel's very very inclusive and she does a lot for charity and stuff, but do you think there should be a lot more models in the fashion industry as well? So it's similar to before, but for the fashion industry. What, turning up to events? Uh, on the catwalk, you know, different disabilities and stuff. Oh, I see. Yes, diversity. Absolutely. Yes, I'd love to see that. I think it's yeah. really important. Um, not just because it's great. I'd love to see different fashion on different different types of bodies and that's great as well but also again it's showing diversity and raising yeah. awareness for that um but yeah again i i, I don't it's really, I don't, it's really tricky isn't it but it, is, it would it be is. nice i mean there have been to a few fashion shows where there has been diversity and that's been yeah, brilliant to yeah. see and really well applauded and the rest of it but um yeah be a bit of a, more of a norm would be good it's like being on tv you see more and more diversity which is great yeah. um but yeah it's just pushing it through more and more because um, you know. we know you attend a lot of these type of events and we're seeing changes but it would be nice just to see it a bit faster um, it's also difficult not down because you know there isn't many events to be fair yeah, I think it's going to yeah. start fingers crossed hopefully again soon but uh, and hopefully you know some changes will come but um, yeah I think there's, ah. there's a little work to do well I just want to say John I think you're really inspirational I think oh, what, you stand, what you stand for what you do and I think you're really, really talented. And I'm not just saying this because I want that ride in that Bentley. 
<laughs> well, you know, anytime you want. <laughs> Bring the jackets. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, John, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will get so much from this. You know, you are on all social media accounts, aren't you? If people yes. want to follow you. Are you on TikTok as well? To... Um, only not yet, not yet, not yet. I just, I just think, gosh, not another social media platform <laughs> to update. It's hard enough as it is. You know, it's like, when, you know. And if you just do one post and it went on a mall, it'd be so much easier, wouldn't it? You know, as well as see to all the kids and everything else. And then, yeah, and then somebody will say, oh, Paul, you look really tired. You're like, oh, is there any wonder why? <laughs> just wanted to quickly ask John, have you got any gigs or anything coming up that, with us coming out of lockdown or is it still not at the moment but it's work in progress but yeah. the way things are going things are I... it's really difficult because you can't really book anything in case it gets pulled again and you don't want to invest time money and effort do you it's just especially as get... an independent artist it's, it's very difficult and yeah yeah do you think... ever come up do you ever come up north and perform yeah i've done i've done i've done pride up in north i've done northern pride i've done um yeah, I've done loads of bits and pieces up north, but I haven't off for, for a bit, no. But yeah, I have to go up there and yeah, perform, perform, and <laughs> you're riding the bed. <laughs> back, to the, back to the car, back to the car. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, <laughs> but you know, John, you, you're just absolutely fabulous. No, you thank really, you so really much. Are. You're amazing. You two are amazing. What you're doing is great, and this you're raising awareness for diversity is amazing. So yeah. Pleasure to talk to you, John. Bless you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. So thanks very much for tuning in for this episode of our Differability podcast. Yeah, we love having your comments and input, so do recommend us. And uh, if you like the podcast, do rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, check us out on our social media, the Atwell Bryce family. Um, We're on Instagram. (laughs) We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we're on planet Mars. (laughs) So wherever you want to look for us, you'll find us. You'll find us. (laughs) And also check out the Dad's Net for other parenting advice and information. And it's always a pleasure, never a chore, and I love this. So we'll see you again next time.